messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk about TV commercials tonight. The good ones and the bad ones and the ones where people say weird shit like this. Never leave home! Never leave home! My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. So, here's here's how it happened. <laughs> I was in a conversation with Genevieve the other day. She had an idea for a topic for this podcast after these messages. And you guys know Genevieve. She's a little bit smarter than me. Has some pretty... High flying ideas. Yeah, they're Some often high concept. High con, higher concept than what I bring to the table. And you were kind of pitching an idea, and we we're tossing it around. I wasn't fully on board yet, but then at some point you used the phrase "what the market can bear," and I said, "Oh, we'll just do a show on bears." <laughs> yes. And you were like, "No," and I said, "Okay." I didn't say no. E- I said it sounds like there's a delta here. I got a hard eye roll. Yeah. Yeah, and then what happened was today. I was like, what if I just get to the show sheet first? Yeah. And I'm I happy just, you did. And I just raced to the Google Doc. You know what I like doing together better a, than my own idea? Is anything is else. anything that, I don't have to that do. That somebody else put together. Yeah. So that's what we got. We're calling the show What the Market Can Bear. <laughs> and I have put together a pretty substantial list. You're not kidding. There are a lot. Oh, have lot. you gone through them all I already? I did go through them okay. all. There are a lot of bear bear-based commercials. We don't have to go through all of them, but I did want some sort of an organizing principle. Otherwise, it'll just be like, here's a bear commercial, here's a bear commercial, here's a bear commercial. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do, Vives. If you'll notice, these bear commercials are not like, they're not cartoon bears. Right. They're not people dressed up like bears. Some I of mean, them are people I mean, for the like production bears. purposes, yes. But in the, in the commercials, they are right. presented oh. as real bears. I see. It's not like this in the in fiction yeah no i saw like a commercial where there's a guy who's dressed up like a bear but you can see his face and he's talking to the camera that didn't pass muster with me obviously we're not doing the charmin bears at all because we're not psychopaths yeah um but what we're going to do is we're going to go through these bear commercials and you're going to tell me if you think that the commercial presents good public relations for bears or bad in other words after seeing this commercial do you feel better about bears Generally speaking, or worse about bears, generally speaking. Sure. And then maybe at the end of the show, we can even do an overall, do you feel better or worse about bears? I don't know. I don't want to be, I don't want to get ahead of myself there. But anyway, that's today's show. Uh, Also, we will, of course, check in with you guys, the ad council. A uh, counselor sent in a commercial in which a young boy makes a new friend. It's terrible. (laughs) Tell you about that a little bit. But first, bears. I'm surprised there aren't more songs about bears. Really? Yeah. I mean, I guess that fit our vibe. Yeah, that's that kind of the thing. We we try to we try to kind of keep it in the in the 80s yeah. uh, area, and even outside of it, I'm struggling to think of songs that are about bears. There's one from the Jungle Book. Yeah, like cartoon songs. Yeah, I didn't go with that one. Uh, okay, let's start again. Remember, again, remember. You have to tell me whether or not you think this is good PR for bears or bad, generally speaking. Right. Uh, none of the commercials are for bears themselves. Right. 
Not, nothing from the Bear Council. Nothing from the Bear Council, which I wonder if there is a Bear Council. Um, let's start off with a subcategory that I noticed. These first two commercials fit into a subcategory of beer commercials, which are actually, or I'm sorry, of bear commercials, which are bro commercials. Right. And I will say these are kind of, these are bear bro beer commercials yes. essentially these two commercials these first two are so uh remarkably th- they're so similar in their plotting and their uh like signifiers yeah. and the setting and everything yeah it's almost like i mean are they made are they from this are these two brands from the same parent company that's interesting i think they're from slight no you're right they're probably from similar time periods too one is for smirnoff ice which isn't technically a beer uh and the other one is uh for bud light which isn't technically a beer um i love (laughs) bud light um Actually, I don't know if I do love Bud Light. I but don't I, love Bud Light. I don't Light. love Bud Light, but I like Bud Light more than I like people making fun of Bud Light. Let me put it that way. I will tolerate Bud Light easier than I will tolerate somebody acting like they're too good for Bud Light, which is a real pet peeve of mine. But let's start with the Smirnoff Ice commercial. And in this one, you for a lot of these bear commercials, you will find a similar setting, right? The woods. Yes. And people who are camping or adventuring in the woods and they encounter a bear in some in some fashion, often a bear that is probably being too nosy and uh, and hungry and going after their supplies. In this um, Smirnoff ice commercial, we see uh, a couple of guys and they are coming back to their campsite after, I presume, hiking. Um, and they notice that a bear is going through all their stuff. It's a bear. You can tell it's a bear because the guy says it's a bear. (laughs) It's actually worth noting. I found another version of this commercial that didn't have as much dialogue. And I chose this one because I think it was the one that aired more and because it serves our purposes more. But I actually think maybe not unlike... Blade Runner, the original studio cut, somebody might have said, we need to add more dialogue to explain what's going on. Because there's another version of this commercial that has hardly any dialogue until the very end. Was it harder to understand the plot? It's not a very difficult plot. Let's just say this one works better for a podcast. Certainly medium. that, yeah. yeah. It's a bear. It's after a Smirnoff Rice. No, 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 Okay, so this bear is now um, uh, going into a cooler, and so that they freak out about that, and so they kind of attack the bear. One of them has a fish. Oh, they were fishing. That's what they were doing because one of them has a fishing pole, and he starts hitting the bear with it. The bear does not like that. Oh, oh, oh. Don't move. What are you doing? Hold still. Okay, hold still. Don't move, buddy. Okay, now one of the bros finds on the ground a little, like, uh, honey container, like actually one of those little brown bear honey container types of things. Look, 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 honey. Oh, good, yeah. Look at that. Honey, okay. But then he takes the honey container and he sprays it. He sprays honey all over his bro friend. Also, point of order, we all know how honey operates. Yeah, it doesn't squirt out. That and easily. it doesn't squirt out like it's gasoline, which no. is what it appears to do here. Yeah. Honey, okay. Honey, what are you doing? Now his friend runs away and the bear. The bear chases his friend because the bear likes honey, and now the friend can just hang back at the campsite and enjoy the Smirnoff ice himself, but not totally by himself because now there's a couple of honeys who are also sharing the Smirnoff ice with them. New Smirnoff ice. Drink it responsibly. Didn't you have a friend? Yes. In the original version I saw, there was also no honeys. No honeys. And we no. should I should note that when he's when uh, the girl says, Didn't you have a friend? We can see in the deep background the bear 
has treed the friend on a on a very spindly tree and the friend is like still fighting for his life i don't know if i noticed that that's why i need you here <laughs> i remember hearing the bear in the background i'm trying to get back to it but i can't um so okay so there you have your smirnoff bear commercial now this other one for bud light very similar you have a couple of bros now i think when we meet our heroes in this one they're already being chased by a bear right like yeah. kind of, they're coming out of the woods they're in a kind of a tall grassy area now and they're running for their lives and a bear is chasing them Did you know that a bear can run 40 miles an hour, which is as fast as a greyhound? Whoa. Yeah. A greyhound bus? <laughs> well, a greyhound and the dog. Oh, wow. No, I didn't know that. Okay, so Hilariously, now... Hilariously, the website that I read that on also took care to note, that breaks the speed limit on some roads. <laughs> So does 35. So does 35. <laughs> um, Bears cannot run in school zones. Yeah. So so these guys are being chased by the bear. They kind of separate for a little bit. And then one of the guys has an idea. He's going to calm down the bear by offering the bear a Bud Light. So the bear sort of has him cornered up against a rock. But there's like a stump or something between the bear and this fella. And so he takes his Bud Light and he sets it down on the stump and as kind of a peace offering to the bear, which seems to sort of work at first. But then his asshole friend comes running by and steals the Bud Light, the yes. Bud Light that was going to save his friend's life. This other guy's like, oh, no, zoinks. I'm going to smurf that beer. And the bear's mad again. Refreshingly smooth Bud Light. Always worth it. You see my moves back there? Still got it. And uh, at the end, we, it looks like his friend was ravaged by the bear. Yes, all, he uh, shows up, up kind of torn up and pissed uh, to see to find his friend who stole the beer. What I will definitely tell you that is good PR for is the twift, twist off cap. Yeah, certainly. Because the guy who gives the bear the Bud Light as a peace offering is yep. able to like remove the beer top with his hand. He yeah. doesn't need a, a bottle opener. Do either one of those commercials make you feel better or worse about bears, generally speaking? Well, here's my here's my position on these two ads. I mm -hmm. think they do constitute good PR for bears. Mm -hmm. And here's my reasoning. I've done a fair amount, way more than you. I've done camping, especially in parts of the country where there are a lot of bears, national parks where there's a lot of bears. When you say way more than me, you don't have to flex like that. It means you've done it. At all. At all. Yes. yes. Um, so I've been I've camped a fair amount in places where there's bear boxes, you know, like these metal kind of like chests that are that can be fully locked up and are bear proof mm -hmm. to keep your food and stuff in because humans are such a threat to bears because they leave their garbage and their food and stuff around and make bears dependent on human food and make bears think that humans are a good target for getting food. So that makes bears more dangerous to humans, which makes in turn makes humans more dangerous to bears. And it's a vicious cycle. It's a real problem in national parks. Um, and so I actually think this is good PR for bears because it reinforces the notion that you should not be interacting with bears with your human food. Leave the bears alone. Leave the bears alone. They're, they're bad news. You should lock up. They're, it's bad news to have them have access to your food. No bear is going to be interested in a Smirnoff ice ever. Um, 
I just saw something <laughs> that, that proves the opposite. What are you talking about? Well, I don't think I think that's that's camera tricks. Huh? That's interesting because I saw a bear, bear that was very interested in Smirnoff. But yeah, ice. I I support. I'm basically good gonna, PR for I think bears in both of good those. Good PR for bears and the way we should not. Um, interact with them in the wild all right let's move on because genevieve I, lo- I noticed by the way that i think maybe without exception where you can tell what kind of bear it is in these ads they're almost always grizzly bears yeah which are the biggest of the bears some, mm, i guess no the polar bear is technically polar, the biggest bear yeah. but but of the of of the bears uh, mostly the, the kind of bears that you're mostly going to see in north america are going to be grizzly bears if, if you're seeing a huge bear that like stands up on its hind legs and roars and mm-hmm. is like really really massive and if a bear does that you know what they say to do punch it in the nose i think that is kind of like the option of last resort really i thought that was sharks um if I th- a shark stands up i there's like all the stuff you're roars. supposed to do <laughs> yeah all right punch it in the nose there's all this stuff you're supposed to do when you go to a national park they give you all this advice about what to do if you see a bear and we did see a bear uh, a black bear, not a grizzly, thank goodness. And it was eating something. I probably told this story before, but it was eating something uh, in the woods that thankfully it found more interesting than whatever we had in our packs because we did what you're not supposed to do, which was we immediately just turned tail mm-hmm. and kind of ran. Can you run more than 40 miles an uh, hour? No, we can't. Mm-hmm. So what we should have done was just back away slowly. Uh-huh. Um, but in the in, in the moment when you see the bear... You forget your training. They, yeah. say, they say you remember your training. You won't remember yeah. your training. Yeah. Well, we've barely gotten started. Um, Genevieve, we've barely begun. Yeah, I know. I'm prepared for you to like <laughs> unleash a lot of bear puns, um, but you're going to have to bring a, bring them a little. You have to come pretty correct for me to <laughs> okay, laugh at sorry, them. Sorry, bear with me. Um, what we have here is a product that I had not heard of before. This would appear to be a British commercial, and so I'm guessing a British product called John West Salmon. It's like, you know, a little it's like can, tuna. Yeah, it's like little cans of salmon that you can get. And the commercial is called uh well I'm not gonna tell you what the commercial is called because that's kind of a spoiler. It really spells it out. Yeah, it really does spell it out. So we see a very beautiful um river scene. Uh it looks like the the kind of a shallow part of a very wide river next to some woods and we see some bears that are at the river's edge and they're fishing. It's quite a quite idyllic I would say. At the river mouth, the bears catch only the tastiest, most tender salmon. Which is exactly what we at John West want. So we suddenly see some guy who's, what do you call those? They're waders, right? There's yeah. some guy in orange waders. I, what I love about this is it's always shot from far away. It never gets close. Like we have this far away shot and then out of, from from screen right, we just see some human man in his waders come running out and he attacks the bear because the bear is fishing for the salmon that this company wants to sell. So it's just like, it's flipping everything on its head and I just love the cinematography. Catch only the tastiest, most tender salmon. Which is exactly what we at John West want. Now a fight ensues, and the bear is basically in a fist fight with this fisherman guy. Yeah, and like the bear's doing like sort of mixed martial arts type fighting. There's like punching, but also roundhouse kicks. 
Then the fisherman guy oh kicks God, the bear in the nads. <laughs> I thought which, he kicked him in the shins. Oh, no, you're no, right. It's the nads. Oh, he and he doubles the, the bear over, gets the salmon. And he takes the salmon takes away from it. the bear. I love that it is, you know, it's the opposite of what we think of the human-bear relationship. It the is. The humans are stealing the bear's food, which I feel like good on the humans for a change. So good PR for humans. I would say, what do you think? Is this good or bad PR for bears? That bear's got moves. The bear's got moves. Do you know there are no bears in the UK? Really? Yeah. They've I been ex- they've sense. been extinct there for over a thousand years. Yeah, I don't think... I mean, the UK is relatively small, and I don't know what its wilderness areas are it's, like. They're extensive. I mean, yeah. it could it could support bears now. I think they were probably hunted to extinction oh. or something, or maybe it was like the little ice age or something. Can't we that repopulate? Did uh, send them some of our bears. Send, we got a lot of bears. We got a lot of bears here. Send them some of our yeah. bears. Yeah, so I don't know where this British salmon is fighting off bears to get their salmon, but I'm not even sure if the UK has salmon, to be honest with you. Um, is that good PR for bears? If I can vote, I would say good PR for bears. Because they're good fighters? They're victimized. Yeah. They're humanized a bit. I don't know if you want that in your bears. I um, kind of don't. Um I'll let you make up your own mind. I, I feel it's sort of bad PR for bears. Really? Yeah. Okay. Like that, I mean, we're that de- commercial. We're, de- we're depleting their food supply. Uh, we're fighting them. We're kicking them in the balls. But all of that makes you feel worse about bears or it makes you feel bad for bears, sympathetic towards bears? I guess it makes me feel bad for bears, but the com- position of the commercial is that it's a good thing that they're doing this. All right. Kind of harsh. Um, all right. Next one up. Oh, a couple of Pepsi commercials here. Now, this is the uh, Pepsi Bears Coming of Age commercial, but don't worry, it's for all audiences. Um, and I <laughs> I think that the voiceover is going to explain this to a pretty large degree, but what's happening in the visuals is we see a pack of bears. It's a pack of bears, right? What do they travel in? Packs? Um it's a thunder of bears. Um, there's about five of them, and they start off in the wilderness. And uh, as you hear this voiceover, they're walking closer and closer to a very small, old-timey, quaint little town uh, where there's like something called Barney's Beverage Barn and, and a bunch of other little, like little, you know, uh, small little businesses in this tiny little town. For over 20 years, the small town known as Independence, California, has been witness to one of nature's strangest rites of passage. The coming of age of the adolescent grizzly bear, when proudly, almost defiantly, they shed their last vestiges of cuphood. Now, I will say that um, the bears are drawing the attention as they walk down the main street. Everybody is in the shop windows staring at this small bear parade. Crying out for their most primal, urgent need. And suddenly the bears stop and they start dancing. Now, when, they're, when you're hearing them butcher... The uh, YMCA the YMCA remake. Um, the bears are doing the letters P E P S I. They're doing a YMCA style dance, only they're doing P E P S I. Okay, and we're seeing that like people are are offering like crates of Pepsi to the bears now. And if you like thought a primordial right, like it's like some sort of like um, like what's that movie where the bees 
happen? Wicker Man? Wicker Man? Yeah, it's yeah, like never. some town where like every year the bears come to town and they like make mm. a sacrificial offering to the bears. So oh, Wicker Man's about only it's bees? I didn't really see it. Yeah. Um, That's my impression. I want to read the book first. Um, <laughs> so this commercial is a little bit dated. This is clearly a very 90s commercial. Um just because I remember like the YMCA had a big resurgence. Oh, yeah. Of course, YMCA is from the 70s, but then the big resurgence in the 90s. But if you thought it was dated now, where do you get to the end of this commercial? Heaven help us if they ever learn the Macarena. Heaven help us if they ever learn the Macarena. And then it's Generation, generation next, next. Because what is more future pointing than, than a Macarena joke. A Macarena joke and a a little one horse town with a bunch of yokels looking at CGI, badly CGI dancing bears. What year? Oh, well, I just looked it up and you can. So Macarena, the big year for Macarena was 1996. Is yeah. that what you would have guessed? I would have guessed a little bit later 90s. Oh, I remember it from high school. So Do that you? would make sense to me. Yeah. Um, I will say uh, bad PR for bears. Really? Yes. Because you don't like um, the village people or... Uh, it's nothing against the village people. Uh, I think Pepsi looks like a, an idiot here. Mm-hmm. Um, the commercial is really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, watching the bears be f- made to dance is excruciating. And not also, being made to dance. The bears are coming of age. I want you to judge them based on I'll judge what them they're doing in the commercial. And they're bears who are coming of age, and now they're dancing. They're full of joy, and they're dancing, and they want Pepsi. Fine. You can give it whatever rating you want. But okay. I will tell you, it's a bad bear PR because first of all dancing bears is a real bad thing that's done to bears they're made to dance because they can stand up on their hind legs and the this commercial exploits that uh sort of well-known image we have of bears as something that they do willingly or gladly that they like to stand on their hind legs it's actually very cruel it's okay. like when you put a cucumber by a, by a cat. Oh yeah. I'm going to this whole episode by the way is going to be a series of tweets responding to cute videos going, "Well, actually, yeah. it's very bad for the animal if." Well, I'm glad that you're having so much fun with it. So, um you so yeah, what are the th- so you bears dancing looks fun, but is actually bad. And then what did you say putting a cucumber? It's like that old to- that old meme about, you know, you put a cucumber down next to a cat and it scares the cat. Oh, right. And there's a lot of funny videos of that. And then um, also isn't there And some- then everybody got mad because it's like triggering the cat's predator response thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Wasn't there something with bananas too? One thing. Did you put the banana in Andrew's rerun? <laughs> yes. He is allergic to bananas. Oh, my favorite Law and Order. Quote. Is that from Law and Order? I'm I knew pretty, it was from I'm one of your sure procedurals. Stabler, yeah. I think you told me to pull that, right? I was sure a did. Listener who sent it in? Um, okay, another Pepsi commercial here, uh, dealing with bears. In this one, this yeah, one. Why did Pepsi go so hard on bears? There are so many bear because, commercials. First I didn't of all, even have to. This was the easiest show. Like. I, I didn't even go digging for these. Yeah. You just type in bear commercial and it's like there's so much at the surface. And I noticed you don't even have any of the, I guess because they're so CGI, but you don't have any of the Coke polar bear commercials, which this Pepsi campaign with bears feels like a cheap response to. Yeah, I guess I saw some of those. I just didn't know what to say about them. And they're so CGI. Like these yeah, Pepsi, they're, they're like these Pepsi ads are a combination of practical effects, yeah. real bear footage, and and CGI, bad CGI. 
Um, whereas the ones with the Coke polar bears yeah, like are very, they're, you know, Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Um, what's the one with Tom Hanks? The train conductor. Oh, is that what it's called? The Polar Express. The Polar Express, right. I've never or seen that. Or as I that, call it, the train conductor. It sounds artier that way, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Oh, is that another Tom Hanks movie French where he plays movie. a captain? I guess he's oh, not yeah. really a captain. yeah. I was just reading about Tom Hanks over lunch. He's, you know, this new movie Finch. Finch he's in. And they're, it looks like something that would appeal to me, but it's getting terrible reviews. Oh, is it? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. But it is interesting how many um, how many roles he's taken, especially in the latter part of his career, where it's just like him solo. Yes. You know? Like, yeah. This is, he's, he's like him only... and a volleyball. Him and... Uh, a dog in this him one. and a pirate right exactly very f- solo oriented as opposed to earlier where where it was like the team like saving private ryan yeah and there were some other examples too um he's just he can't he he doesn't play well with others in his old age i you know, actually i was i'm not somebody who ever usually fantasizes about <laughs> i'm loving to i cannot wait to hear how this sentence <laughs> snuggling with big stuffed animals <laughs> I'm also not the type of person who fantasizes about um, about meeting famous people, number one, right. or interviewing famous people, number two. I'm not very good at interviewing people, I think. Um, unless somebody's listening who at some point I'm applying for a job. And then he's very good at interviewing. interviewing people, in which case I think I'm actually pretty good at that. Um and so I, I'm, I don't have the type of mind where I'm like, oh, I would love to sit down with this, my favorite sure. director. I would love to sit down with David Lynch and ask him a million questions. The thought of that stresses me out because I love David Lynch, but I just love David Lynch. I don't have a million questions for him at the top of my head. But I was reading this article, and it, I really did think, like, that would be an interesting conversation if you could really get not PR talk from him or just, like, I, I don't know, if you could just, like, get real with Tom Hanks and talk about, like, this can't be a coincidence, right, that he has started to take these roles. And I'll bet you there are multiple reasons for it. I'll bet you it's not one simple reason. And it's probably an acting challenge. You know, yeah. it's a different kind of thing. I don't think, I think you were joking when you said he can't, like, share the screen. I'm sure no, he, I, he, he obviously he, can. He's but, famously one of the nicest people in Hollywood. Yeah, and so it must be, there must be a challenge aspect to it. After doing, you know, how many films in his life, this must just kind of maybe up the ante a little bit. But it also must be... A, you must have to like kind of examine your character even even more potentially. Yeah, I mean, like, look, you know, Tom Hanks is someone that it can be kind of fun to to joke about, but like, mm-hmm. and it, you know, and his son obviously is like just a walking punchline. I like Colin. <laughs> yeah, well, he's. But, you were paused. Did I look at you? You paused, waited for me to make that joke. Yeah, don't do that. Um, nevertheless, Let, make me fight for my bad jokes. Right, but. But but Tom Hanks is, yeah, he really he's an extraordinary talent. Like it's really amazing all the things he's done, and and I do think you're right. Like he's at the point in his career when he can he can choose any he can pick his projects, and if he wants to pick things that like, you know, open up a different avenue or a different kind of challenge for him, I think that's interesting. 
I agree with you. That would be a, that'd be a fun person to interview, and yeah. I bet you'd be excellent at I'm it. I'm sure I would. Um, speaking of excellent, let's get back to our excellent bear rundown. Um, these are the kinds of transitions I bring to my interviews, by the way. Um, okay, so an- and then you really put a hat on it. <laughs> another another bear commercial here. In this one, we have again bears kind of coming in from the wilderness. Of I guess they're still in the wilderness, but they find a um, they find like a cabin in the woods, right? And it would appear that nobody is in this cabin at the very moment, but it's well lived in, right? It's not abandoned. Uh, and these bears, not unlike the Goldilocks bears, start going through everything in the house, clearly looking for food or maybe even refreshment. Bears are nosing around. God, these things are huge. They Again, go to the fridge. Going through the fridge, just pulling. They're passing up a giant ham. This is such a well-stocked cabin, by the way. Yes, especially for something that seems sort of abandoned. They have. Uh, they open up a cooler. It's they empty. Pull, and he pulls out the. They so the bear pulls out an empty um, six-pack soap plastic soda ring. Yeah. And my first thought was like, again, because I just can't look at any of these commercials without sort of putting my conservationist hat on. I look at that soda ring unclipped, uncut, and think like... Well, maybe it wasn't in the garbage yet. They'll it's clip so it bad to have those soda rings. So they find an empty six-pack soda ring thing. They find an empty two-liter. There's no branding on the two-liter, uh, remarkably. Now suddenly cut to... Scene change, everybody. Cut to a close-up of like a sunglasses rack, presumably yeah. at like a. I'm honestly shocked mark. that they had the the self control, uh, or maybe the lack of budget, not to have um, bad to the bone, you know. Yeah, come a up little here. bit. You know what I think of is the um, Aerosmith video with the two young women who are both incredibly famous, but I can't think of their names well, off the top of my head. Well, one of them is Steven Tyler's daughter, Liv, Liv Tyler, and Alicia and Silverstone. Alicia Silverstone. And remember, they kind of, they're, they're on some like flirty road trip thing, and they yeah, go that into... describes it. And they go into a, uh, a Quickie Mart or a gas station, and one of them is like kind of trying on the sunglasses. It's kind of like that vibe. We see, we see a hand grabbing a pair of sunglasses, but if you look closely, which I did, you can tell it's, I think that might be a bear hand. <laughs> what do you think about that? And then... Then all of a sudden you see um, somebody slamming down a 24-pack of Pepsi on the counter with a check that says... You got ID? Did you actually see what the check says, by the it way? It says cash. It says cash, $4.99 for <laughs> Pepsi. Oh, that's right. It's not a bare hand. It's a hand that's in a mitten. So the reveal hasn't happened yet. Uh, slides the check across the counter, and the shopkeeper says, do you have an ID? You got ID? Now we see uh, an Alaska ID pushed across, and the picture on the ID is a human male who is very hairy, has a very long beard, and is wearing a fur cap. Shopkeeper looks at it, accepts it. Oh, because suddenly we see the bear has dressed up in human clothes, is wearing the sunglasses, uh, a cool little ear flappy hat, and a um, flannel. Okay. Nothing goes better with leftovers than some ice cold Pepsi. That'd be it's good. the cola. What I took away from that was that that would be a good um, shop to use a fake ID and if you want to buy some, yeah. buy some alcohol. 
They're out in the middle of Alaska. Why Why did they say leftovers? Well, this is a Super Bowl ad, by the way. Oh, I took it to be a post-Thanksgiving ad. I wondered about that. This was, I looked it up too because this was listed as a Super Bowl ad for Super Bowl 38, which would have been 2004. Um, on YouTube, it was listed that way. But I actually, just to double check, I actually went to a Wikipedia listing of all of the big commercials that have aired during Super Bowls. And this indeed was a Super Bowl commercial. Genevieve has... Good PR for bears. They're smart. They can dress up. I will say like they are very. Men. They are very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, they are, have like some of the most uh, like dense. They have. They're some of the smartest animals for their like brain to body size. Okay, we I know, did a little bit of research about bears. We know that this. you are good PR for bears. <laughs> so I think this rep. And so, okay, if I may continue, <laughs> I think this accurately. Or perhaps not accurately, but it symbolically uh, speaks to Bear's intelligence. I'm going to say good PR. And also, not just intelligence, but I would add fun-loving nature. They're fun-loving nature. Listen, these are a couple of grizzly bears. Yeah. They could have gone in and just taken... Fucked up the place. Fucked up the place, taken all of the Pepsi yeah. that Murdered they wanted. The but you know what they said? They said, let's let's have a little fun here. Yeah. We'll dress up like the man whose let's house go we the just extra ravaged. Mile. Let's yeah. pay for it. Yeah. Probably. I mean, assuming they got the check I from... I don't think yeah. those check, that check is going to clear TV. No, it is. It's coming because it's not their check, right? They stole it from the guy who's... ID they stole so he's got a bank account yeah but you can't just write a check on any bank account with money in it that's not yours and hope that I mean that's still that's not I can't just like go to someone's house write a check on their checkbook and be like oh well it's uh I paid for it well that's why the shopkeeper asked for ID it passed it passed muster I guess so. Give us $4. I think, that, I think that that guy's going to have a case with the with the bank. Anyway, that was our cat. You probably heard him in the background. Um, not a bear. I just want to let everybody know. Just calm down. <laughs> We're fine. Um, yeah, I know. I think that's really good PR for bears. Again, yes, smart, but also kind of fun loving. Okay, this next one is for the Boston Bruins. A hockey team. The hockey team from Boston. From Boston. <laughs> named after a kind of bear. That's right. A Bruin bear. Yes. What's a Bruin? I don't know that a Bruin is a kind of bear. I think it's just a word for a bear. Oh, really? Yeah. I that didn't. I, I should have looked that up because that did not make it into my research. Mm. I did learn that a group of bears is called a sleuth or a sloth. Really? I don't yeah. like that. That doesn't seem right. Why? I think it's cool. It should be like a growl of bears. Well. A roar of bears. It's not always like, uh, I mean, what's, you know, it's not like the, the grouping word necessarily always speaks to some attribute of the animal. Hmm. Sloth or a sleuth? A sloth or a sleuth. Okay. Um, well, this is for the Boston Bruins. Um, the name of this commercial is The Bear is Back. Uh, it's from 2011. My guess is, based on the title, The Bear is Back, that <laughs> this is part of a, an ongoing campaign where they're a, an actual bear interacts with human beings. I have no context for this. All I know is we see a couple of fellas, and they are in a restroom. Now, my guess is this is like a stadium restroom or an arena restroom, probably where the Bruins play. Yes. Is that your guess as That's, well? That was my assumption as well. And we just see these two guys. Big and, row of urinals. Yep. Kind of a number of, of stalls. But with specifically metallic stalls. Yeah. You know, like, which makes gives me kind of stadium vibes. A uh, couple of white guys at the sink and they are washing their hands. I don't even think they're speaking to each other. Just washing their hands, being guys. 
toilet flushes, obviously. Alright, toilet flushes, now suddenly a big bear. Now this is not a grizzly. This is like probably a black bear or something, right? Well, it's hard to say because it's very clearly a man in a bear suit. And it's not really, it's styled like a black bear, but it's shape, it's sort of the size like a grizzly. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's a black bear, but it's not, I would say it's more like, it's just like bear, just comma bear. generic. It's a Bruin. Yeah. Oh, I did look that up. It is in English, Bruin is the English folk term for brown bear. Oh, interesting. And you have New England. So, you know, the Boston Bruins. That makes sense. There's a New England. Okay, so uh, toilet flushes, and then suddenly a bear leaves the stall. It was a bear using the restroom the whole time. Walks past the two guys. They kind of look at it a little mystified. So, not in the woods. Yeah, not in the woods. So I don't know if you could hear that, but um, the guys say, huh, not in the woods. Yeah, not in the woods. In other words, the old expression, does the Pope shit in the woods? Or the, does a bear poop in the woods? <laughs> does the bear wear a pointy hat? Right, exactly. Um, okay, joke. Okay, joke. Yeah, I didn't see it coming. Um, I will say bad PR for bears. <gasps> what? That's not the same thing as it being a bad ad or a bad joke, but... It's inaccurate PR for bears because they do shit in the woods. Or they don't. They do. I think you're bad PR for bears now. I do PR for a living. I think that I think it's cool to think that a bear might just use a toilet like the rest of us. It makes the bears. <laughs> you think that's cool? Yes. I think it makes the bears much more relatable. <laughs> Right? A little less intimidating, a little less us you versus them. You should be in a good PR for bears would create greater distance between humans and bears. All right. That's, I'll what, write you it up. that's what you fundamentally misunderstand about bear PR. Well, and I, that's why you're never going to get hired see, I by guess, the Council for Bears. You know, at the beginning of the show. No matter how good you are at interviewing Tom Hanks uh, <laughs> and his pet bear, I. Um, at the beginning of the show, I said good PR or bad PR for bears. And then I said, in other words, does it make you feel better or worse about bears? I guess what I'm learning is that is not the same thing. Because this commercial made me feel better about bears. But you're saying from a safety standpoint, it's bad PR. Yes. Did this make you feel better about bears, though? I did. Did it, it did closer to bears, more warmth towards bears? No, it, it didn't move the needle on bears in that way for me. Wow. Okay. That bear moved something. All right, let's uh, move to a Tums commercial. I'll laugh at my own jokes. Don't worry about it. It was a bowel movement joke, if anybody didn't get that. Um, so this is... I'm going to tell you what this... Are we, have we done an hour yet? <laughs> it feels like it. Um, we. I'm not going to tell you what this is for, because I think it's kind of the reveal. Uh, we see a bear kind of come out of the woods, but this is like a... This is like... Um, a type of woods that are like kind of right next to probably a little development or something. It seems like maybe yeah, suburban or ex-urban. Humans have really encroached on the wilderness. Exactly. Bad PR. Oh, as a matter of fact, I am wrong. I am wrong. I would like a do-over, but not the kind of do-over where I actually stop the tape and do it over. That's yeah. too exhausting. I'm just going to do a do-over. It looks like it's at a national park. It's at a national park, and there's a car parked in the parking lot. Let's say the people who are on this road trip have you know, gone off on a hike or something, and this bear starts poking around this uh, this car, which, again, it seems like a car on a road trip because it's you know packed full of snacks and food and all kinds of stuff. And the bear somehow, uh, I guess using his jaws, gets the car door open 
open and starts rummaging around and eating all kinds of stuff. And this is a real-ass grizzly that they have uh, basically fucking up this car. It's huge. And it looks like, I mean, they really look like they had this bear messing around with all this junk. Like all this pizza and junk food. It must be a well-trained. It, eat, it eats a watermelon. And then it kind of like feels, it has a tummy ache. And it, so it smashes yeah. open the car window. Um, they do a special effect to make it look like it opened the glove box. And there's a bottle of Tums in there. Bingo. Tums goes to work in seconds. Bring it on. And then they show it. Now it's hassling another car. Um, I don't even, I, I'm scared to ask. <laughs> Is it good PR or bad PR for bears? I think it's good PR for bears. Thank you. Yeah. I think that's good PR for bears because you should know that a bear will get into your stuff if you leave a bunch of stuff out. And also it's kind of cute. And it will make it sick if it eats human food. It's huge, this bear. It's, it is huge. It towers I'm, over this I car. am honestly curious slash concerned about how they mm. filmed that mm. yeah that's kind of bad pr yeah but you said i'm not allowed to judge those things i didn't say anything like that okay uh we have another commercial here uh it's for doritos and this oh my god i'm just remembering this commercial. i can tell you what this is bad pr for which is human dudes. men yeah human yes. men um, so we have like some like a kind of a broy guy, broy white guy, and he's clearly um, pet sitting for his grandma, right? And he the the dog. It's not a bear. It's a dog at this point. Um, and it's like a, it's like a little I don't know what kind of a dog would that They're be? Like a little terrier, a little terrier mix. dog or something. Yeah. And uh, the grandma has left a note for her grandson that says rules for dog sitting: do not play. By the way, fetch. the dog's name is Goliath. It says yeah, rules for dog sitting Goliath. For any reason, he will fetch whatever you ask for. Do not play fetch, which sort of seems like a, a strange request, right? So the guy starts by saying, hey, bring me a Dorito. Do not play fetch. Thanks, Grandma. Why don't you fetch me some Doritos? Now, as he's saying that, he gets the idea for Doritos because he picks up some sort of a uh, like Maxim-style magazine. Which, by the way, the fake magazine name is called For the Bold. For the Bold. And it's got a really sexy lady on the cover like a Maxim magazine would. It says, she's back, not by choice. She forgot her keys. I'm paused <laughs> on this of, magazine. That's, yeah. of, that's the best joke in this. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's worth noting that the other one of the other stories promoted on the cover is 25 Ways to Fight Off Bears. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a shot that you see... So you just see a glimpse of this so quickly that you wouldn't be able to read these things, except yeah. if you're doing a podcast on it and you pause it. That Can you read this one down funny. here that says, how do blank, how does something beer that turns you something? I can't see how to man a beer that turns. I don't know if I'm supposed to be able to read that, honestly. And then there's something like how to get rid of stalkers. Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, okay, so this guy's... And then there's one article that just says ducks. <laughs> I think there's something that his thumb is covering there. Anyway, um, she's I'm most back. interested... This commercial is not great, but I'm very interested in the, in the For the Bold editorial choices. Yeah, so anyway, so... This guy gets the idea to ask for Doritos because this the smoking hot model on the cover of For the Bold uh, is has a bag of Doritos in front of her uh, near the bottom of the magazine. So that gives him the idea to have the dog fetch some Doritos. Play fetch. 
Thanks, Grandma. Why don't you fetch me some Doritos? Now, suddenly the dog, out of nowhere, has delivered a single Dorito. Fetch me a bag full of Doritos. Now, suddenly the dog is back with a brand new full bag of Doritos. Now, the guy is going to turn to his inspiration again for the Bold magazine. Right. And he's going to start to feel a little lusty towards this uh, woman on the cover, who I believe is wearing some sort of a bathing suit, potentially. Fetch me a bear naked. He wanted to say a bear naked lady. More on that in a second. (laughs) (laughs) But he takes his time saying it. And so when he says bear, the next thing you know, the dog has, the magical dog has fetched him a big roaring bear. Bear naked. The bear is in the home. Chasing him around. Chasing him around. And in the in the subsequent scene, it's very clearly a man in a bear suit. You think so? They didn't get a real bear for this one? <laughs> they did not get a real bear for this one. They definitely... They, it kind of looks like a real bear. It's at least partially, I think, a CGI uh, comp of a real bear in the one where he first sees it. Maybe. But when it's chasing him, it's just a dude. Yeah, it's, it's pretty funny. Um, I just don't know that any fella ever... Yes. ...has started by saying... You know, this is like the the genie granting you the witch the, the wish thing. Yeah. Um, a bear naked. Like right. maybe you would say a naked lady, but you wouldn't even say that. You would maybe say like a hottie boom body. Right. Was, and like, you what, know, like what a terrifying thing for everyone to experience if a yes, kidnapped right. naked model appears in your right, apartment. Right. It's just weird that that's where he started. With yeah, that. and it's just like yeah, it's worked back. They worked backwards to the joke, and it doesn't work. Obviously, bad PR for bears. Bad PR for bears, you think? I think so. Really bad PR for dogs. And, well, no great PR for dogs. I guess so. Good PR for grandmas, maybe? Bad PR for bros. For bros. I mean, yeah, not like, and believe me, they don't need any more bad PR. We have to get into all of these, and I'm not trying to fast forward the show. I'm just trying to figure out, like, was there much to say on the? Oh yeah, this is kind. This is kind of interesting. I think we should play this one. This is for something called Bear Creek Pasta. In fact, I'm wondering if this is, is this another British one? Maybe we'll hear the announcer's voice. Maybe not. Anyway, we see some bears, and they are at like kind of a, a waterfall in nature, and they are you know fishing for salmon, right? Right. Salmon are jumping up the waterfall as they do. Yep. And the bears are catching them. But they're catching more than just salmon. For the bears, it's dinner time. But these bears are not content with just a main course. They grab a pasta dish from Bear Creek. Now suddenly there was a bag of Bear Creek cheddar broccoli. <laughs> in a bag. Oh yeah, you said in a bag. bag. Swimming upstream and jumping out of the water. And the bear catches this bag in his mouth. The main course. They grab a pasta dish from Bear Creek. They're new. Mama bear just adds water, and in minutes now it's the ready. bears the live in a fully equipped dishes. cabin with yeah. like a stove and a skillet. By the way, the skillet reminds me of another bear fact that I know, uh-huh. which is that they have a jaw psi of twelve hundred. They have the strength in their jaws twelve hundred psi, wow. which can crush a bowling ball or an iron skillet. Good grief! Yeah, that's too much. It's too much. We've given bears too much power. Well, yeah, I mean. 
they have the power. Yeah. They, they've honestly, we've been lucky they haven't exercised it more aggressively. So it's interesting that while, I guess, you know, I said he before, but I think that was a little sexist of me. This is clearly probably a mama bear and her two cubs who are out fishing. Why can't the cubs be out with the papa bear? Oh. Now who's being sexist? Well, I will. You are. The announcer said mama bear. Anyway, an adult bear and their two cubs. <laughs> a parent bear. A uh, parent bear uh, has now uh, finished fishing for pasta bags. And now, like you say, but like they're in the wild. They're acting like bears. Now, suddenly we're, we're in this scene. Sort of fairy tale like. Yes. This domestic kitchen scene where the bears are standing on two legs and using their their you know arms and apparently opposable thumbs to be <laughs> cooking in pots and skillets. Mama bear just adds water and in minutes it's ready. The heartiest of pasta dishes. So creamy and rich, with seven delicious choices. They're sure to please the whole family. Try something new. Pasta dishes from Bear Creek. The heartiest taste, bear none. I am surprised that there was no fish tie in there. Yeah. Like, I thought that the pasta would be like salmon, you know, right. you know salmon something. on pasta yeah. or something like that. No, I no. agree. It's, it's absolutely just like nonsensical that they would be like well what do bears do well they catch salmon oh well what do we sell bags of pasta right right um seems like a natural fit and nobody said well like, like, let's back up and yeah. see if there's another idea other than bears it do looks... you think that there was a bear in the writing room in the writer's room <laughs> they're like they're like fine we'll do bears for this one also and that's <laughs> yeah. because he exerted his power yeah, i was gonna say every time somebody raised an idea that was like what if we move away from the bear thing the bear would roar, roar yeah and, and crush then, a bowling ball <laughs> right and then crush a skillet in its jaws that's why there's so many bear ads because they are exerting their power so, good, so maybe you know maybe you know, like covertly these are all good pr for bears good pr right for getting they're all good for p for bears getting pr jobs visibility and but, visibility as well. yeah cultural currency you know it's the coin of the realm i wrote down good pr i just assumed this was good pr i don't know why well I don't think bears should be getting bags of pasta. Mm. And it makes me mad at the pasta. Basically, I think all of these are bad PR for the companies. Mm. Okay. So bad PR for the bear, you think there? Yeah. That made me feel better about bears, man. I don't like to think of the, I didn't like the, con, the, the confluence of... I can accept that a bear does a... Like, it acts like humans, right? Like it... Like, it's in a, they're, you know, bears in a fairy tale live in a cottage and whatever... But I, and I can also accept that bears live in the wild and like catch salmon, but I don't like a commercial that has, that conflates these two mm. sort of tropes. It's called code switching, Genevieve. <laughs> these bears do code switch. <laughs> when you're out in the wild, <laughs> you're expected to act a certain way. <laughs> all right. Who ever talks about that? Um... All right, let's just keep going here. Uh, Robitussin, Window Bear. This is a quickie. Uh, do we have anything to say about Window Bear? There is a woman. I will, one thing I will say about Window Bear is it's the first time I've seen a human woman interact with a bear. Oh, yeah. And then any of these ads are very dude-focused, even point. more so than most products. Good point. We have a woman. She is in her kitchen. She is suffering from a little bit of a head cold, it would appear, or some sort of a cold. And uh, she's making herself some tea, and she's got a, uh, a little honey. And, of course, again, it's one of those little brown 
bear honey things. It's like a honey container in the shape of a bear. Um, and she's adding the honey to her mug. And then suddenly there's a giant bear at her kitchen window who wants to offer her some quick advice. <coughs> Hi, Susan. Honey. Yeah? I respect that. But that cough looks pretty bad. Try this new Robitussin honey. The real honey you Is love. Is that Ray Romano or a Ray Romano alike? Mind if I root through your trash? Now get powerful I believe that's Robitussin. a Ray Romano alike. Okay. Um, I agree with you. I It was clearly like going for that, but it was so going for that that it like overshot a little bit and hit Kermit. Yeah, exactly. What do you think about the fact that this bear knows this woman's name? Do you think that that's interesting or telling in some way? Like, what is I'm in, I'm interested in knowing what the relationship here is. Is this an ongoing relationship? Does Does Susan and the Bear do they like Susan and the Bear? I love that show. Yeah, do they talk a lot? Is he checking in on various things? <laughs> I mean, it's a talking bear. It walks on its hind legs. It opens windows. It's very civilized. It doesn't surprise me that it knows her name. I mean, that seems like the least surprising thing about that situation. And she doesn't seem freaked out. In other words, if you grant those first couple of things, having her be, having them be, have a friendly relationship just makes sense. And in that way, I'm fine with the universe of this commercial being that like, you know, Bojack like bears and humans co coexist. And this bear is such a cool customer too, like a friendly neighbor, but also like, you know, a little bit, you know, how we've all had those neighbors who are like good neighbors, but they're maybe just, just a, just slightly too familiar. Yeah. Almost I mean, like they act I like don't want any your yard is their yard bear or otherwise mm-hmm. or seen or, or of any persuasion. Uh, opening my kitchen window. I would, but this is again an example of a bear exerting its power. Exactly, and I will say that I am with you. Any other circumstance, but I like this bear. I just get a good vibe from this bear. I want to know the bear. Yeah, tell name. me that the like uh, the tenth time it opens the kitchen window on. Yeah, you. no. Well, I also I, I feel like they would. missed an opportunity. I mean, this bear is doing such a hardcore Ray Romano. Like that woman's name should have been Deborah. I know. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> One of us had to do it. Thank you. <laughs> that is great PR for bears. Right? Like you said, a very civilized, friendly, yeah, right. advice giving. Yeah, I, I right. wouldn't take no for an answer on that one. That's great okay, well, PR for I... bears. <laughs> and you know how I am. I like my space. I like neighbors to like kind of know their place as well. But uh, this commercial makes me think that, like, I don't know if I had a bear neighbor like this and he came by. Yeah, sometimes I might have to, like, lock the window and draw the shades. But, like, generally speaking, I feel like I could kick it with this bear. Yeah. It'd be interesting if we were like the only household that had a friendship with a bear or if this is like a normal thing. Yeah, I, think the every, only... I bet you every minute. Yeah, because I just don't bear. see us being that special. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I think this and also this is just a bear. This is a bear like our friend Chris. It's just a bear about town. Yeah. You know what I mean? It probably like just likes to kick it wherever it is. Probably has slightly too long of so conversation. So we call him the bear of Roosevelt. <laughs> That's that's right. Okay, um, let's uh, skip the Domino's one. I'll just say it very quickly because I think we've talked about it on the show before for some reason. But Domino's has this um, campaign going right now that started very clearly during the pandemic where it's something called like drive-up delivery. I think you drive into their parking lot into a designated space and then you text them. You say, I'm here, and they bring the pizza yeah. out to you. But in these particular commercials, um, they say, we'll bring it out to you no matter what. But if something does we'll get in the out way. To no matter what. No, that is like, kind of the thing. No, I know that's yeah. the pitch, but it's like it's such a it's such a pathetic 
commitment. Yeah, we'll walk. It's we'll, like saying like, we'll uh, if, walk you go, 20 if you go cases. to CVS, <laughs> yeah. uh, we promise to ring up your purchase. Like, great. That's pretty much the one thing that you do. So I guess I'll just play it because it's 15 seconds. And this one, a woman, I believe, pulls up, uh, parks her car, texts Domino's. And then the, the kid's going to bring the pizza out to her car, but there are a bunch of bears in the parking lot for some reason. When you order carryout, choose Domino's car side delivery. Check in when you arrive, and we guarantee we'll be headed out the door less than two minutes after your order is ready. If anything slows us down, your next pizza is free. Choose oh, okay. Domino's car side delivery and put our new two-minute guarantee. So those the bears test. got that lady a free pizza. Yeah, that but is great PR for, for bears. For the next time, how is she going to get that pizza for this time, though? She's pizzaless in Seattle. Like, Yeah. I don't know. Good, good PR for bears. Or I bad? say good PR for good, bears, though. Good PR. Bad PR for Domino's. Okay, um, and then finally, oh, I end with this one on purpose. I almost wish I had told you not to watch this one in advance. It n- never occurred to me that <laughs> that I would actually prep for the show. <laughs> I mean, when you put the show That's together, fair. I certainly don't. Um, what do you think of this one? Before we talk about it, well, it 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 just it absolutely contravenes a true fact that i know about bears which i'll get into oh, great sounds like you're gonna take it to a really fun place yeah um, I am. okay so this is shot almost like cinema verite sort of almost yeah. like a blair witchy kind of thing or here. or like a grizzly man ah yes which i maybe, think is yeah. what it's oh, meant to evoke but it's also sort of meta in this way where it's clearly a a commercial shoot of some kind because right. it's even slated at the beginning. It says, uh, actually, is this, I don't want to know if I want to read this um, text. Yeah, no, this text is supposed to be outward facing, right? It says, huge bear surprises eco bubble stills shoot. So there's something called the Samsung washing machine eco bubble, right? Right. And the idea here is, you have some sort of um, production crew that's out in the middle of a snowy wilderness. In in Manning Park, British Columbia. Yes, and it looks like a very, very cold, snowy day, but they're doing some sort of a commercial shoot to show the resilience of the Samsung EcoBubble washing machine, right? Right. And 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 it's got a documentary feel to it. Like we're seeing a behind-the-scenes making of type of deal. And we see they have a washing machine out in the wilderness, and they've they've got it hooked up with with hoses that are um, heading down to, I believe, a river or a lake somewhere, right? And they're mm-hmm. gonna. It's unclear exactly what they're gonna do. I'll tell you, running. I was I got really hung up on like why are they doing this out in the wilderness? Like, what's powering the eco bubble? Yeah. Why do they need it to have? frozen water going into it or it was just like I really did get hung up on like the 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 nominal purpose of being out here in the wilderness right but take it at face value that they're literally doing a commercial shoot for this product it's got some sort of conceit that we don't know all of the details of but you have a production crew uh out in the snow with this with this washing machine then suddenly and again this is where it kind of gets blair witchy people start to panic and you get different angles from different cameras but they're all starting to get a little bit shakier as they realize a bear is approaching their production shoot just putting the feeder hose into the back of the machine we're getting water directly from the lake over there is there a blanket or get you like a warm hey guys guys we've got company they look over, just move away from and walking bear. towards it's them is a big brown grizzly bear. 
and again, this is all very realistic seeming. Like the bear seems very real, and again, the camera is kind of you can feel the nervousness of everybody. Whoever they're like, their guide is is like, he's holding a gun there. He's ordering them away from the from the scene. The bear is getting closer and closer to like their cameras and their director's chair. Let's just give the bear a minute. He's gonna move on. Just let the bear be. Now the bear sees the washing machine and it stands on its hind legs. This is where it gets really upsetting. Then suddenly this thing that looked (laughs) like a real bear this whole time, it stands up on its hind legs and then suddenly it strips out of its bear suit. It's still a bear underneath there, but it's taken off its outer layer and now it looks like a skinny sort of like a skinny bear with like these little pencil legs yes with tiny little pencil legs and a uh and a little beige belly and i believe it's wearing boxer, and it's wearing boxer shorts. shorts yes underneath its bear outer suit so the bear stands on two legs takes off its outer bear suit and it's a big i guess this looks like a grizzly right yeah like it's a big brown colored bear and it throws its bear suit into the washing machine It's really unpleasant looking underneath its bear suit. Very CGI, you know. Yeah, it looks very cartoonish. It's putting its suit on the washing machine. All the people are just kind of like marveling at this thing. It turns the washing machine on, starts it. Now Now it's just waiting. It's stretching, cracking its knuckles. Sitting in my chair. Sits up in their director's chair, reads a newspaper, juggles some salmon, plays a guitar badly. Just killing does time. A, does a selfie. Yeah, it's just like the way we all do. It's like dancing while we're just like killing time waiting for our laundry to be done. Now it takes the bear suit out of the laundry machine and it's gone from bear brown from Bruin <laughs> to a white bear suit and it puts it on. <laughs> That is insane. It got that clean on a cold cycle. So it walks away wearing this white suit and then somehow shakes its head and becomes a polar bear. You realize it was a polar bear the whole time. It was just really dirty. And then it brings back its friends and they all get their suits washed. Yeah, there's kind of a little button at the end of this. There's a long line of bears now uh, waiting to use the uh, the washing machine. Genevieve, before we get to the, the PR grade, um, what do you think of this commercial? Well, here's one thing that uh, oh my God, I can already really contradicts so a true fact no about bears. Fun. Which is that, I look, I'm going full Dwight Schrute tonight. What contradicts so, bears in this commercial? This is exactly how bears act. They take off their clothes <laughs> and they put into a washing machine. Bears, in order to hide themselves from prey, uh, will roll around in rotted meat. Bears emphatically do not like to be clean. They like to be dirty because it helps them survive. Well, I say that's bad PR for bears, <laughs> but sure the commercial yeah. is good PR for bears because <laughs> I like to think of them as clean. <laughs> well, they're not clean. Okay, you've taken the fun out of this, but what sure. is this whole thing good or bad PR for bears? Um, I think uh, bad PR for bears. Genevieve, because you I, this was the obvious good PR. How is this good PR for bears? The bears looks like so much fun. 
The bears look like so much fun. The bear is having so much fun by himself. He's so personable. He gets, <laughs> he can hang out by himself for a long time without like getting bored. He's playing guitar, taking selfies. It's such a lovable bear. No, I think it's wrong because it like it minimizes and trivializes the the extinction of the polar bears. I'm done. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. I don't, I don't know, know why I feel like such a grind on this today. Like I, I was just. I mean, I really did. I mean, I, I hope it wasn't. I hope it was kind of fun. But like, I did watch all of these, and they just did all make me mad. Even the last one, especially the last one. I love the last one. <laughs> <laughs> there's something about there's something about time. the use of to whatever degree. The, like the, you know the one with the Ray Romano bear made me the least mad because it was so clearly just a cartoon you know it was just CGI where a lot of these if not all of these other ones relied in some to some degree on real bear footage and there's something about that that I just find really distasteful well now you've also ruined the ad council like a stone All right, let's check in with the ad council here. Um, Anna, let's see if I can't this. ruin their fun. <laughs> Anna posted this to the uh, Facebook page. She says, "I think there could be a whole episode dedicated to how creepy and horrible this ad is." Now, Genevieve, before I necessarily throw my lot in with Anna here, I'd like to play it, and then I, I want to know how you feel about it. Is it horrible and creepy? Anna says, "Horror show nightmares." And then also, why does why does this chair why does this child's parents hate him so much? Which I don't know if I once that was in my head, I did kind of watch the commercial through that lens. So it's going to be hard to describe the subtlety, some of the subtleties surrounding this commercial. But we see a pair of young parents, a man and a woman, and they walk into their son's bedroom slash playroom. This commercial oozes um, wealth. Yes. Right? Like this kid's room. Privilege. Yes. Is is like, it's a fan. You know, I mean, it's just like he's got his own little table and he's, you know. He's got a, a bookshelf that's shaped like a giraffe. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's just like, wow, this kid's got this entire room to himself with like all, all kinds of um, toys and whatnot. But he's sitting at this table, and it looks like maybe he's coloring or doing something. He looks a little glum. I'm going to put him at the age seven okay. range, seven or eight. Would you agree with that, Veeves? Maybe a, a hair older. Maybe but, a hair yeah. older. Okay. Um, and so he's by himself, and there's just something. It, it's never said explicitly. There's something about him that does seem a little bit glum. And his parents come in looking, I think, maybe a little, maybe a little concerned. Are you agreeing with me on that? I can't see the parents. I haven't oh, seen okay. this yet. Oh, you haven't seen this one yet? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I was talking as if you had seen this. So, okay, yeah. So the parents come in, uh, and they look a little bit concerned, and then they, they introduce him to a new member of the, of the family? Riley. Riley. Hi. There's someone here who wants to meet you. Okay, so the mom plunks down this device that is a little robot device, kind of simple in in its form, 
And this is the product that is being advertised, by the way, right now. And the um, robot's face is like a digital screen that shows a very emotive face, very big eyes, yeah. kind of a humanoid face. And the human, robot... Humanoid, but not human. No. The the face is a kind of a blue-tinted face with these big green eyes with huge uh, pupils. And it starts by kind of like looking down. But the robot itself also does have like a, a working neck and uh, kind of somewhat working arms. Right. So it can gesture a little bit, but really the face does most of the work. I feel and, like I'm watching a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. I mean, I believe this is the thing being advertised. Now, I don't think we're seeing this commercial on TV. This is a two-minute commercial for something called Moxie. Moxie is this little AI robot uh, created by this company called Embodied. There's someone here who wants to meet you. <sighs> My name is Moxie. I'm a new robot. What is your name? I'm Riley. It's nice to meet you, Riley. What do you do to get ready for bed? brush my teeth and read a story. I love stories. Would you read a story to me? I would like to say that whenever I meet somebody new, one of the first questions I ask them is, what do you do to go to bed? <laughs> I have almost zero friends. Sure. So the dad suddenly looks like, oh, okay, we're going to do reading here. The boy's going to read to the robot. So the dad like kind of, there's, it's hard to describe, but there's, there's a feeling like this kid has been struggling with something and the parents are a yeah, little bit they, on edge. They are they seem a little high strung. And they're really hoping that this robot is going to like kind of help whatever the situation is. Cause like when when the robot's like, Hey, you wanna read me a story? The kid's like, sure. Suddenly the dad's like, Really? You said yes to that? And like what? kind of grabs these books. Read a story? I love stories. Would you read a story to me? Sure. Rita woke with a lovely dream, still fresh in her mind. The best way I can describe that is because it's subtle, but like the dad does this sort of jump like, oh my God, we've asked this kid if we could read to him or have him read to us, but he never responds. Like the dad is surprised that this kid is suddenly opening up and, and talking to a machine. Now we're going to get sort of into a uh, kind of a montage of this kid, um, you know, kind of talking with this robot at various stages. I think the next thing that we're going to see is the robot kind of teaching him some breathing exercises, which I don't know if that's going to come across well in the podcast. Slowly gliding across the shimmering ice rink. Last one. Breathing exercises always help me relax. Riley, we have a new mission. Would you make a drawing for me? Okay. Now we see that the kid has fallen asleep, but the mom uh, comes into his room and we see that he's drawn something that says um, uh, happy and nice and great. And it's a little flower. And we get the impression that this kid is now like kind of showing happier emotions than maybe he was previously. The mom looks sort of proud and surprised. And now we see her open up her uh her, she turns on her phone and opens up the app that clearly uh, instructs this robot. And it's unclear exactly what she does there, whether or not she checks off a box or gives the robot a new program for the morning. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at the Moxie website. And um, it, for a cool grand, you can have the robot. And then it's a monthly subscription. So for mm. uh, for the service that it provides, so I'm sure there's a whole host of things that you can instruct it to do as a parent and like, you know... Um, 
analytics that you can get back from it. I see. And on the app here, she she opens up something and says, Riley's dentist appointment. So she's somehow like uh, programming this robot to prepare the kid for his dental appointment. Okay. I'm so excited for you to tell me dentists. about the dentist. I've never been to one. You don't have teeth. But I can still smile. And then what happened? He said he didn't want to play with me anymore. Thank you for telling me about your day. Sometimes, holding a friend's hand makes me feel better. Do you want to try squeezing my hand? So what's our new mission, Moxie? You'll need paper and a pencil. We are going to make some kind notes. For this mission, you'll need to talk to one of your friends about what makes them happy, and then tell me all about it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Mom, can we invite Mason over to play? Sure. I have a new mission. We're gonna talk about things that make us happy. So this Bye, Moxie. So See this you soon. Clearly aimed at kids who are on the spectrum or mm. are having some social and emotional uh, delayed learning. And that's what this is for. It's called a revolutionary companion for social emotional learning. Um, and like, kind of like I have said in the past about other, you know, toys and tools that parents have may find useful that seem odd to me, a non-parent. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not going to dunk on this mm. if it works for people, but it seems pretty unproven, and it also seems it really does seem like I just watched a Black Mirror episode. I'm, I'm with um, who, who sent this in? This is from Anna. I'm with Anna that this is creepy, and whether or not it proves useful, my my instinctive reaction to this is to recoil. Yeah, you know, if it is for kids that have any kind of a special need, I mean, then I, really I guess think I it should is. be careful yeah. with that. Because my original thing was, here was my original take, and, and I'm 100% willing to couch this as maybe I have the wrong take here, like mm -hmm. for real. But especially without that specific information, it comes off as incredibly wealthy parents. Yes, outsourcing. Who don't know what to do with their kid anymore. Whatever parenting they're doing is not working. Right. They're clearly on edge around the kid. Not scared, but like just on edge. Like the family seems like something is not working. And so they buy a $1,000 robot to get the kid so that the robot will tell the kid to invite human friends right over. to do the, to do the kind of work that uh, like an maybe engaged a, parent yeah, or maybe therapist a parent could, do. could do yeah, yeah. exactly but uh, like you said I, I haven't I have not walked down this road True. so yeah. you know this might be one of those things where I'm wrong but I do think that it's the like you said like the wealth that is like indicated here that is also and also that you would need to buy something like this um, that I, I think also rubs me the wrong way clearly or sets a stage for me to yeah i mean look we're in the this. very we're in the very earliest stages of ai as a household tool and, and things that normal people use um and like ai enabled technologies and objects and we may look back on this 20 years from now and laugh or we may look back on this 20 years from now and say like yes this was like the proto version of something that's very common now and i don't know like it it gives me the heebie-jeebies, but also that's 40 years of conditioning about like 
what a robot in the home would mean, you know? Yeah, I mean, I look at this and I'm just like, oh, I hate these parents so much. I hate these parents (laughs) so much. That's my original takeaway. Um, But again, I'm not a parent. And so I think I'm trying to be a little bit, even for, you know, bullshit corporations like this, generally speaking, I make it a way of life that I do not judge parents. Sure, sure. Because who am I to judge a parent? I'm not someone to judge a parent, but I am absolutely someone to judge a commercial. Anna, thank you for sending that commercial to be judged. Head council, it's jingle time. What do you need? Fluff, 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 to make a fluffer nutter. Marshmallow fluff, and lots of peanut butter. First you spread, spread, spread. The bread with peanut butter. Add marshmallow fluff and have a fluffer nutter. <laughs> Bye. That is from our friend Bill in Kingston, Ontario, uh, singing a jingle, I believe going back to the 1960s for yeah, that's Fluff. A, that's a new one on me. I've heard, certainly heard of Marshmallow Fluff, but that was delightful. And this, um, I think, was inspired because uh, Fluffer Nutter Sandwiches came up recently on TBTL. I think uh, like the, not Oxford, but the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, you know, they always include new words every year. And, right. You know, put out a press release, and I, I think "fluffernutter" has become a, 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 an official word in the Merriam-Webster dictionary this year. And a fluffernutter sandwich, fluffernutter is not the product; fluff is, and fluff is like a um, a marshmallow creamed. You know this, oh, right? Of course, yeah. yeah. And so, a fluffernutter sandwich is fluff and peanut butter on bread, often toasted. Yeah, I've heard so, of a fluffernutter. And this is kind of the type of commercial you like. Usually, it's a booze commercial, Genevieve, but like where the the jingle and the pitch is very specific what to do with the product yes. they're selling fluff but but they're but giving you an idea the jingle is about fluff or nutter oh you need fluff 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 you make a fluff or nutter marshmallow fluff and lots of peanut butter first you spread 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 your bread with peanut butter and marshmallow fluff and have a fluff or nutter when you enjoy, joy, joy, your fluff and peanut butter, you're glad you have enough for another fluffer nutter. I've never had a fluffer nutter sandwich. What about you? I never have either. Um, Does not seem like something I'm interested it in trying. So sweet. Yeah, and without like for me, like I love a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but I like the the fruit preserves of it. You know what I mean? Not that I'm arguing that it's yeah. healthy. It's all sugar, but like. I don't know. Like, I just, the I, I don't know. I, marshmallow is just sort of bland to me. It, it's sweet, but bland. Well, I wouldn't say no to trying it. Um, that was a delightful ad. Yes, it really was. Really good jingle. And a great jingle. Thanks for sending it in, Bill. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. We've recorded for over an hour and 15 minutes. There were a lot of bear commercials. It's a lot of bear commercials, yeah. You're right. A lot of bears in the writers' rooms. Yep. Across America and England, <laughs> apparently, as well. 
If you would like to join the fun on Facebook, look for After These Messages Show on Facebook. I Googled it today, and that's all you have to do. Just Google After These Messages on Facebook, and yeah. you'll find our community. Uh, you can join there and join the conversation. You can also email us, After These Messages Show at gmail.com. If you have a commercial that you want us to talk about or something that uh, brings you joy or angst, either one. And you can also call us, like Bill, formerly of Toronto, did, 607 444 5597. Again, it's 607 444 5597. That's our voicemail line. Call, talk, sing, whatever you feel. Join us again next week. I promise you, Genevieve will be less of a bummer. You can't sell anything.